0: Let's go Balagan.
1: (laughs) Ayala Balagan. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. It's incredible to see the words Eurovision legends, and I'm <laughs> I'm so happy to be <laughs> one of the legends.
0: For me, you really is a legend. I was nine years in 1995, actually, and wow. I still remember this like it was yesterday.
1: Me too. Manishma, Mitsuyan, very good. Lovely. Yes. Though we have this Corona time and it's hard for the musicians, but uh, for me it's time to look inside and and to do music. I play many instruments and uh, I just love this time and I do a lot of yoga. I'm also a yoga teacher, so it's also great.
0: How many hours of yoga have you done today?
1: Ah, today none. none? <laughs> <laughs> But usually I do something like between five or eight hours I teach. Oh. Yes, well, that's a lot.
0: Well, you should have a Zoom meeting for the Eurovision fans over Zoom and teach them yoga. That would be something.
1: I would be happy to do that. Yeah. and that we, will be, we will do yoga with singing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In 1995, you got a question to sing the song Amen in the national final Kedam. How did this happen?
1: Wow, that's a long story. You sure you want to hear it all?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please.
1: Okay, so I was in a show in Argentina for the Jewish community, and then I came back for a meeting, uh, came back to Tel Aviv, and I had a meeting with Shlomo Tsach. Shlomo Tsach was the same manager uh, of me and uh, Orna and Moshe Datz. Moshe Datz uh, wrote uh, the music, he had a demo of this song, Amen, yeah. and uh, he didn't want to perform in, in, in the competition. They didn't want. Orna and Moshe didn't want to compete at the Kedam in Israel. Yeah. They thought that if they will uh, try again it could be you know something that doesn't look so good. Okay. So they, was, they searched for a new singer for this song, and when I came back from Argentina, uh, Shlomo Tsach told me uh, that he have a, that he has a song, a beautiful song for me, and I think it will be uh, very good. I said, "Okay, let's hear." I loved the song from the first moment I heard it.
0: Who sang it when you heard it for the first time?
1: Moshe Datz.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Yes, Moshe Ken. And so from this moment we started to work on the production and we send it in Israel in in two directions for the competition. One of them was only uh, the song and the other one was the song with the singer and the song was accepted it the same in the in the two of them
0: okay yeah I'm yeah saying? yeah
1: i'm not sure that my english is so cool. no 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 <laughs> your okay. english is
0: perfect i understand totally okay.
1: okay thank you so uh and there was a, a little word that i didn't know about before i'm giving you a little scoop here uh, uh there was a little uh, little word that i didn't know about because the song was accepted in the how you say? Uh,
0: Pre selection.
1: Yes. So Orna and Moshe, that's, they thought about maybe they will do, they will sing the song. And Shlomo Tzach was protecting me. And he said, no, we already gave the song to Liora, so she must do that. And uh, I didn't know about it.
0: Well, then. Wait, 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 wait. Shlomot was the producer of the song and he, we must also say that he was the producer of Hallelujah, Abani B, Ole Ole, Khan and Happy Birthday in 99. He
1: was the master of Eurovision in Israel at the, that time.
0: Yes, exactly. You mean that he wanted you to sing the song but Mochedatz and Orna Datz changed their mind and wanted to do the song when it was in Kadam?
1: Yes, yes.
0: And, but Shlomoza was so nice that he didn't tell you about yes. this before.
1: Yes. Nobody told me about it. And it was good to do that because it kept me in good vibes and no, you know, hard feeling about everything and on and moshe. And I also and I understand them. From my age now, I can understand that. But and they also did the, the the good things and they gave me the song and I'm happy for that because this song is present for life. Because now I, after that, I think after the, the Euro, my Eurovision uh, and, you know, in Israel, this song is uh, popular until now and everybody knows this song. And in the kindergarten, the children sing it in Hanukkah, in holidays, and it's like... One of the songs from the from the Torah that everybody sings.
0: <laughs> exactly, but it, it is an anthem.
1: What? I didn't know, understand.
0: It is an anthem. In Hebrew. Ken.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: There, well, there were never any rivalities between you and the duodats.
1: No, no, no. They they like it when I sing it. They're never angry about it. From the moment that they accepted that I will sing it. I think that they went with the decision uh, until the end and uh, they knew that I will do it with all my heart. And, uh, okay. and I think that, that uh, uh, my singing did also did very good for the song because, uh, you know, now a big imnon in Israel and also the Jewish communities around the world.
0: Was this the first time you tried out for Kadam? Yes, it was. Yes, yes. You got the biggest points from more or less all juries, and with fifteen points, you beat the great diva Dana International, who competed with the song "Laila Tov Europa." <laughs>
1: and it was a beautiful song, and everybody was sure that Dana is going to take this competition.
2: Yeah. And
1: it was not only Dana in this competition, all the singers in competition were unknown singers. I was the only one that was unknown. I was a new singer in the market.
0: <laughs> Do you remember how Dana reacted to finish second?
1: I don't remember her uh, reaction at the moment I know that I think a year ago there was a tv show in Israel that someone spoke about it and and it was the first time that I knew how hard she took this loss and uh, I was very surprised to see that and he also said in this program that if she just knew what will happen I don't know how many years after that she she won the Eurovision.
0: It was three years.
1: Three years after that, yes. About it later because at the moment, uh, everybody was, you know, like on me and the the cameras and the people, everybody was like going crazy because I was a new singer, a new face, and 12 points from almost everybody. It was a real surprise for all the, also for all the competitive, how you say? (laughs) Uh,
0: the, the, The competitors.
1: For all of them, because yeah. all of them were, were singers that had already CDs outside and very known songs and everything. And I was like coming and uh, uh, taking the prize and going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you become star like... over one night there? Yes. Eurovision in 95 was held in Ireland, which was kind of a tradition during that decade. What do you remember from the host city?
1: They were uh, great hosters. The people is very nice and the country is very nice. And also they took us to see around Dublin and it was amazing. But one thing I remember when I was uh, in the makeup room, I told the, the woman that was putting makeup on my face. I told her, listen, you have a very uh, beautiful song. She said, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to win. We don't want to win. I said, why? Why don't you? want? <laughs> she said, no, that's more taxes and we don't want to win. <laughs> dreaming,
2: dreaming how I love this nowhere feeling. Round and round I go, shadows soft and low, when I'm dreaming. You can sail on any Dream an easy like...
0: In another episode, I talked to Alexandros Panayi, who competed for Cyprus this year. And he told me about the chaos around the Spanish delegation and a crying Annabel Conde, who sang the Spanish song that came in second. Is this something that springs to mind?
1: No. You know, I think I was like in a big bubble and I was so concentrated in my uh, singing and my part of this competition. So I didn't want anything to affect my concentration. And I, I think except the, the violin that I was Crazy about it that took the first place, yes.
0: That was yeah. you, it was Norway.
1: No, it was Norway, not Sweden. Ah, no, Sweden was third, I think.
0: Yes, yeah, Sweden came in third.
1: Yes. in this. Yes, yes. I don't remember a lot. I from this kind of things that you know. This one said that, or this one cried. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I know you wanted to have real candles on stage, like in the national final, but weren't allowed because of the safety.
1: Yes, yes. I let the managers to do these uh, little words. I, I didn't... I was... Again, I was concentrated in my singing and my work to do there. And everything else, I knew about it. I knew that they were trying to that we, we, we will have these candles. But he said, "I was whatever will be, will be. I'm going to sing it the best way I can. And I'm not going to let anything to affect that. Because yeah. if I was think, thinking about the candles or, you know, it's so under pressure, all this competition, when you come there as a singer you know in your mind that so many people are going to see you you know in your mind that all your country is going to sit near the television uh, and expecting you to to bring the you know the first place or at least to give a very very good number yeah so i was really concentrated on that
0: yeah, and three years later Malta could use the candles in Birmingham. And do you know what? The funny thing is that Dana International beat that girl. <laughs> so she did me a favor. I've heard that you struggle hard with the orchestra, that the conductor was really upset how the orchestra played the song.
1: Mm, you know, there are things that I think that I, I put somewhere in a little pocket in yeah. my soul and close it with a zipper, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Now that you mention it, I remember that there was something, Yeah, but... I don't remember what it was. Maybe but... it's my age, 51. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not about that. I can promise. But when you hear when you hear your performance today, are you happy with how it sounds? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah,
0: yes. okay, good. Then you succeeded. But you were one of the front runners to win this year. For example, the, the Swedish press wrote about your song and and uh, it was uh, one of the favorites to yes. win. Were you disappointed when you finished eight at the end?
1: I will tell you when I was disappointed. When at first, when they they started to give the points, some countries were just ignoring me. <laughs> and I was like, shock! Yeah. said, okay, one point, two points, but ignore? That moment I was... Disappointed, but I don't think I was disappointed from the eighth place. And like you asked before, when I see it now, I'm happy and I'm proud to see it. I think that's that was the most important thing for me. Also, then, yeah, I say uh, I say to myself when I came back, what is most important that I will give a respectable show and. Uh, that will build my career.
0: Did you have any favorite among your competitors?
1: I don't remember. Canvershav <laughs> 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 here and now. Yeah. That's why I teach yoga because I'm a person of of here and now. At the moment, I I'm there. I'm right. For example, now I'm with you. Yeah. And I enjoy this moment. So. I don't know. I I don't remember.
0: <laughs> well, what do you think about the winning song then from Norway? It was beautiful song.
1: Well, I liked it and I I loved it and I also listened to it. Yeah. I was listening to it after the after the competition. It's you know, and people was like, They took the first place. So how can you love this song? It's a good song. I love music. Yeah. It can be Anything, any language, any.
0: Well, it was more or less nearly instrumental. Yes, yes.
1: But Uh... I love violin. I love the violin.
0: Do you still have your stage dress?
1: I was very naive when I was young. I did some things that if it was today, I don't think I would do that. One of my friends from the office asked me to give them the, the dress for a play, for a lot, I don't know. And I said, OK, just bring it back. I just gave it and, and it didn't come back.
0: Oh you didn't get get it back in return. No, and I was very sorry about that. What happened in your career after Eurovision? It
1: was, you know, a highlight and after that it started to go down and uh, I think it was also thing that a things that I had to go through myself because I would like to be very honest, okay? And yes, I please. in life People like to be around people that are successful. And success is not always uh, like, you know, at the top of the world. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're a little down. And you, when you're a little down, you get to know who are your friends, your really good friends. And, uh, and I think that I had a little or a big lesson about life in this time about four years after the eurovision even five years i think five years after the eurovision it was like okay the eurovision effect was working and i was uh, uh, recording songs and after five years i started to feel that i i record songs for the managers for the producer that wanted to make money i'm sorry that i'm saying that and i didn't feel that i'm that i'm honest with myself to record songs that uh, everybody wants me to bring another hit all the time. I wanted to do music from my heart, music that brings message, music that people will fill my soul. And I think that every musician has a mission and uh, the mission is to bring his soul, to bring his truth to this world. And if you don't do that, you don't feel complete so at that time i was like uh, i felt that i'm just like a puppet and i have these strings and people just pulling the strings and i'm doing what everyone wants me to do
2: yeah
1: that's not the real Liora, because i have many faces and they wanted me to stay as Liora, a man the nice girl with the white dress, and uh, we say in Hebrew a bachelashachen. You know the girl that is very uh, quiet and singing this uh, kind of song that is uh, that can be a hymnon for everyone. And they wanted me to continue this. And I love this kind of songs, but it's not the only uh, 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 side of me. And I wanted to do things and music from my heart. So after five years, I wrote a complete uh, CD that was uh, speaking about truth, about a little bit. uh, Maybe I was uh, influenced from Kabbalah that I was learning then. And it has a lot of very deep messages inside. And people thought that I was like, Jose like become religious. I wasn't. I am religious in my heart. I believe yeah. in God. I believe in, the, I believe in love. I believe in good in the world. And I recorded this CD that its name was Love is Divine. And it took my career a little bit, you know, like wow, she's not doing what we were expecting her to do in music. Yeah, because it was suddenly it was oriental. I was playing darbuka and I was playing, a, a, and I was singing like a little bit oriental. That was the influence from my house. My parents came from Libya, and I heard songs in Arabic in my house. That was the music that they grew up on.
2: del ya
1: A shock for the market, and not everybody accepted that with love. Mm -hmm. Because people sometimes love that you say what they want to hear.
0: Yeah,
1: and I didn't want to do that.
0: (laughs) You, you wanted to be true to yourself.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, and at that moment, I discovered that not everyone can accept who you are in this moment. So it's okay. I. Not angry about anyone, but and that was my, uh, my, uh, how you say, in Hebrew. Oh, yes. I think that that was my journey to learn about myself, to do what I want to do. And also, so the people around me, they should accept
0: me. Did you get a question again to compete? Or did you try to submit anything yourself?
1: No, no. I had a a very long journey because here in Israel, I a little bit, I left uh, my career here for some, uh, for a few years. And I was, I had a career in Argentina.
2: Yeah.
1: I sang with very big singers there uh, from the South America. And I sang in Spanish. And I had a big contract with Sony BMG.
2: Yeah.
1: That I was. That also was a, a like explode at the end, yeah. unfortunately, because I was too look-alike Shakira, and someone from the company said, "No, it's too dangerous because I was singing in Arabic and Arabic and Spanish together." So someone in the in the company in sony bmg argentina said that after we recorded all the album it was red and then it's like in the drawer and after that i came back to israel and started to work alone i left all my managers and i decided to do my career and my music and whatever i would like to do and one day i can sing in yiddish one day i can sing in arabic one day I can sing in Spanish, and one day in French, and whatever I l- would like to do, I want to sing whatever I
0: want. Are you fluent in all these these languages?
1: I'm fluent singing all these languages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> j'ai
1: quitté mon pays, j'ai quitté ma maison. Ma vie, ma triste vie, c'est J'ai quitté mon soleil, j'ai quitté ma mer bleue, leurs souvenirs se réveillent, bien après mon adieu. Soleil, soleil de mon pays perdu, des villes blanches que jamais, des fils que j'ai jadis connus.
0: Beautiful!
1: Thank you, <laughs> it's Oriental. Yeah, thank I, you so much.
0: I love the Oriental style. I love it.
1: Yes, thank yes. you.
0: H- how come you did uh, "Amen" in French? Do you remember that? I did.
1: I did. Yes, yeah. I did. I think prière, Amen." That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then I will play your French version of Alice.
1: Great, (laughs) you savior, you are a savior.
0: Let's talk about one more song that I heard yesterday when I YouTube your repertoire, and it's the song A Prayer for the IDF. Yes. Yes.
1: It's a prayer for our soldiers.
0: And it's so beautiful.
2: Avraham, it's
1: I was performing for um, a group from Australia that came to do the bar mitzvah in Israel. And also, I, for example, I ha- I ha- I, sh- I performed in Australia because of Amen. Yeah. Because of the song Amen, I performed in Australia. And then the uh, Australia uh, Jewish people came to Israel and they asked me to perform in their bar mitzvah here. Uh, and I'm talking about not more than three years, so you can see how many, how much time it's, it's still strong, this song, Amen. Yeah. Uh, they, they asked me before the Bar Mitzvah, when I was talking to them uh, on the phone, they asked me to learn uh, this song. If I can learn it for the, for the evening of the Bar Mitzvah, because they're going to do a prayer before Shabbat, and they would like me to sing it. I said, OK, you can send it to me and I will listen to it. And when I heard it, I was like hypnotized from the song. I loved it. And after I recorded it, I talked to the uh, to Israeli defense, uh, is in charge of uh, things that can go out to the media. So, and I asked them to give me some videos of soldiers and everything. And they say, okay, you can use it. Yeah. And uh, we edited it together with my singing in Israel in the desert. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's, that was... Uh, and, oh, And the same day that it was uh, on YouTube, I sent a message to the minister Bennett.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. was minister of uh, education.
0: Yeah.
1: I sent it to him and I told him that this song I I felt this song very strong in my heart because my son was at the army at that time. A soldier. Yes. And when I sang this song I felt that I'm singing it to him and I felt like the mother of all the soldiers in Israel. And uh, I was so worried all the time and I sent and I told Naftali Bennett, the minister, I told told him all the story. And at this day, he put it in his, he said, he told me, oh, of course I remember you as a singer, and I love you as a singer. I remember your song, Amen, and I'm going to put this song on my wall now. Yeah. It was Friday, and I said to myself, okay, maybe he will, maybe he's not going to put it, I don't know. And after 10 seconds, it was on his wall.
0: Yeah, I can't believe. And it's a fantastic song. And I love the video, too.
1: Thank you. Thank you. With all my heart, I must say. There is a nice song that I recorded for my, for my daughter, Bat Mitzvah. I think it was the first production that I did after the, the CD that I told you about, the, that love is divine. It was the first song that I felt that I want to do something that combines my origin, my parents' origin, uh, with the Israeli music. And for my daughter, for her Bat Mitzvah. And it's a nice song. It's a happy song. And many people use it for the Henna. You know what's yeah. a Henna? can and uh, this also thing that i would like everybody to hear <speaking in Spanish> Yes, <laughs> you said that very good.
0: Thank okay. you so much for this, Leora, or as you say in Hebrew, Todaraba. Thank you
1: very much. And I hope that next year the Eurovision will be as usual with people and we will have a great, great parties.
0: And thanks to you, our listeners, you can contact me with questions, suggestions, opinions or whatever you feel like at Eurovision Legends on Instagram and Facebook. Or write me an email at email at And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform so you always are up to date with what I'm doing. Am Israel Chai!
1: Amen! Forever! Thank you, Amir. Thank you so much.